So, Nick, I got to ask a question. And Clayton, I'll ask you the same question. All right. How did you guys decide or evolve into thinking you would become engineers? What led you to that decision or avocation? I think it was just like destiny, just the way my mind operated as a adolescent. Okay. So what characteristics do you think that you had that fostered that? Uh, I mean, as an engineer, I don't know, the, the curiosity and mechanical aptitude. Okay. Nick? Uh, mine is a different answer. I would say family pressure, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> just that track, you know, my father is. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'm going to, I'll speculate now. I would say probably as a young person, a young boy even, you were joined at the hip with your dad while he was tinkering, working, fixing. Oh, sure. Okay. So there was a lot of, huh, how does that work? I'll take it apart and from your dad and we'll make it better and we'll um, improve it. And it, all those things that go into um, the learning process and becoming an engineer, right? So now let's fast forward a generation. What happens to that innate curiosity um, and the, the thoughtful teaching that is involved in engineering? So all of the all the great discoveries of mankind have been um, brought forward by one of two things: number one, the inherent curiosity of the you know Copernicus and Galileo and all those people. Why they ask the question why and then how. Or, so that's one, or total necessity, that is the fight for survival, right? So, you know, um, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, that's true. But the other side, you have the great inventors, you know, Edison, for example, just, I know it can be done and the tirelessness of his endeavors. Where does all that go with AI? I think that is a huge part of it, which really Clayton's outline prompted me on that because, you know, the creativity part of it, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about, the innovation. I think it's a very interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, so part of me wants to say like like the way I, when I was looking into AI for this podcast, you know, I was going in pretty blind um, and I, I saw what we have now as almost like an enhancement to that in a way. Like, man, what what took me, I don't know. It, it could take a whole day to figure something out. I might be able to just type into chat GPT and know in one minute. And then I you can, can get do to the, the same next thing step. with YouTube. But that like that's where I was like really interested is like you can, but you need to know, you need to find it. So like what, what I was, what I found interesting on like chat GPT is like it, it knows, it knows everything that's on the internet. (laughs) And like, if I can't find it, if it took me a day to find it, it would find it in a minute or obviously less. But, uh, that's where I found it was like intriguing to me. Like, Hmm. Yeah. I was traveling Sunday and I listened to everything I wanted to listen to on like the way up, you know, four hours of driving. Yeah bookmarked articles or whatever and then i do the play for me thing and and i just i I stopped and i typed in give me five links to 
something I can listen to about using Microsoft lists. I was interested in that, right? Yeah. Now the four of them were broken links of the five. Like they didn't work. They weren't there anymore. Yeah. AI didn't know that. That might have to do with, I don't know if the current generation is only still looking at stuff that was out there as of 2021. Yes. Like it's not out there looking at everything that's just, you know, Mm it's fresh. So that is a, I guess a negative of it so far. They call that hallucinations. I no, learned that I, I think in the, the AI hallucinations. World. I think the hallucinations is when AI can build a set of constructs and a compelling argument for something that's totally not true. Well, yeah. maybe. I mean, I was just watching the sixty minutes thing, and they they said like AI gave us four books. Tell, give us four books about X, and it gave them four books, and three of them didn't exist. They considered it like an AI hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's where I saw it. Like, man, I didn't know anything about this chat GPT. And it's, it's to me, like it's Google, but better, right. Um, Or a search engine, but better because it, it does all that like filtering for me kind of. There's just a conversational, which is so neat. I could see it in a year. People's best friend is their little robot they build. You know, I mean, you can talk, and it's funny because I'm I'm just a naturally polite person because I was raised right. So I get a response from it, and I'm like, "Thank you, that was helpful." How about five more? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "You're quite welcome." You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it's weird. It is weird. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I'm. I, I look at it. As, uh, so the other side of it is, I don't know if you read the news this morning. But they're predicting that uh, AI processors, processors and uh, motorized replicant humans, basically, will consume more energy by 2025 than the entire human race on the face of the earth. That's startling. So that was, again... The AI bots, just the extra the, energy. The, the processors that. and servers, yes. Oh, fascinating. I believe it. Yeah. I could see that being the case. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of like that dirty little secret people don't really talk about, you know, no. climate and everything. And <laughs> I looked up some articles, so controversial. Uh, I was like, okay, so if AI knows all of this great stuff, I was like, wonder what AI says about climate, the climate crisis. I can <laughs> What so I looked it at it, it said there's a climate crisis, just right. so everybody knows. Yeah. I just, I was like, interesting. I would love to know what AI has to say about all of these controversial topics. And I mean, you know, the tinfoil hat part of me says, well, it's probably programmed to say that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, Maybe that's part that of it. Like, well, how either. does this stuff work? Nobody, yeah. people do know, but I certainly don't know. I mean, like, I, again, I, and this is just very limited research, but I was watching the 60 Minutes with they, they interviewed the CEO of Google and they kind of asked him, like, how does it work? And he's like, honestly, I don't know completely. Nobody does. It's kind of like the, the human brain. Like, we know what it can do, but we don't know how it fully operates. That was I think this is the nexus of kind of three things. Uh, I think quantum computing has something to do with this. Maybe not fully yet, but. You know how we hear about these technologies they're on the horizon and then suddenly they just are here so you know yeah. they're being used you know obviously maybe yep. first in the military but 
So I don't know if quantum computing is involved just to be able to do all this so quickly. It's not just obviously referencing a database. Uh, so it's a lot quicker than that. Yeah. Obviously, whatever goes in the AI. And then I think there's like, you know, a few thousand people that are like technology leaders in our country that are just constantly microdosing psychedelics. And I think it's <laughs> a pretty little secret of Silicon Valley. You pay attention. It's going to come out. I'm telling you. They're tripping all the time. Right? <laughs> Why do you think there's a big push for like, you know, mental health therapy with psychedelics and mushrooms? And I'm telling you, they're dosing all of them. Yeah. So, man, Nick, oh, man. I, I guess I, I, okay. So what does that do when you're tripping all the time? I mean, uh, not that I would know any of this, but you tend to, be in general more uh, or less risk averse, right? You're willing to take crazier risks. Oh, stupid stuff I did, you know, while I was high. That there's books and novels about that. You know, Ernest Hemingway wrote about that. Take so, your word for it, Mark. Uh, well, I'm just telling you that uh, I think so. Uh, you know, I was up at four o'clock this morning, look, reading the news, looking at the news. AI is on the battlefield now. Did you see the Israeli uh, AI uh, targeting systems that they have now? It's unbelievable. Tracking, I, I couldn't even keep count of how many targets were on the screen, discerning, you know, friendly, foe in milliseconds. I, I just look at it all as, you know, okay, there's great technology there, and everybody wants this to be, you know, benevolent and wonderful for all of us. I don't see it that way. I just don't. I see it as um, it, I can't even fathom what the effect on the next generation of uh, people, young adults and children will be based on the, the tamping down or the lo no longer need for curiosity. You think that what are we all going to do? Use watercolors and paint pictures all of our lives? This is crazy. I'm hoping it's opposite in a way that like, you know, like with the internet, the search engines came out, right? You know, all that information is there and you, you have a group of people that knows that and tries to use it to benefit, you know, to enhance them. Oh, I can figure this out because of YouTube or I can Google it. And then you have that group of people that like has that information at their fingertips and, the, and they don't. And I don't know, maybe... It's going to be the same way. It's just an enhancement of our capabilities. And if you use it right or you're smart, you can, I, I don't know, improve yourself. Like, man, I, I could ask AI now, maybe. I thought of this yesterday. AI might be able to tell me, like, I had to spend a lot of time when I rebuilt my truck's transmission, find the books, flip the page, this and that, you know? Why can't I just type in an AI how to rebuild my Ford's transmission? maybe I can. That yeah, was, a, I mean, that's a benefit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like all this stuff that I might be able to do well, with AI now. Why don't you like, just park it for two years and you'll be able to order a robot to be able to do it for you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's what I I'm getting at. Point, just, yeah. I see your point. I mean, so yeah. So what's, what's the distinction between, oh, it's making us lazy and it's, oh no, it's making us more productive. Yeah. 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 Probably the measure is what do you do with that? that time you saved 
Yeah, hopefully more, well, right? I mean, I, mean, I, I get I, I get frustrated with kids when like you know they have a question or something, and I go, I don't know, and they go to their phone, Siri. What is blah blah blah? What's a waning gibbous moon phase? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And they get an answer, you know, and something like that is probably pretty correct. But you know, that's a, kind of my concern too with people. Uh, you know, there's an image now with AI. I think that's being developed where people will be very trusting, at least on the surface. You know, look at if there's any major errors, but then we'll say, oh gosh, the world says. Whatever, right? Yeah, you gotta understand it's not perfect. Check it. So, should we just get this podcast going? We've started, like formally started, searching through our our building hot rodders end of it. Sounds good. Hey guys, welcome to the Better Building Systems podcast. I'm your host Clayton Ferry, and here with me today is Nick Taliska and Mark Sankey. In today's podcast, we will be discussing how might AI tools improve the work of small to medium-sized engineers, consultants, contractors, and subject matter experts. Um, so yeah, we're, this conversation, is, as you guys have heard a little bit, there's just so much to talk about on the AI world, but we want to attempt to keep it focused to you know, the building hot rodders and our our industry with uh, energy, energy conservation facilities, and um, yeah. So with that being said, Nick, I'll let you uh, take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of was talking earlier about this has been a long, long-term long fantasy of, of mine to, to clone myself and just, you know, to, just to get things uh, done, more things done. Oh, uh, no, I think all of us in the engineering community, how do I be more productive? Well, uh, cloning yourself would obviously be the quickest, fastest, most expeditious to be more productive. And you could always be certain of the results because they would be essentially your decisions. Mark, more important than having three of you would be having three of me. I agree. Well, you imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. There's... that's much more important. Uh, I mean, uh, we're I'm going extinct, so there's well, no point in having three of me. You know, and for the building hot rodders sake of discussion, there's a lot of time spent in in front of a computer doing, you know, um, not specific, heavy engineering tasks, right? And some of that, I would like to think AI can substitute and make faster. So if I spend you know, three hours a day in front of the computer doing calculations and designs for for a system, and the rest is, yeah, I don't know, billing and and Excel and whatever. Um, maybe Form AI filing can, and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI can it. break that down in, even in half. I mean, is a huge time saver. And I. I kind of didn't know a whole lot about AI before we got into this conversation. But as I was doing my research, I, I see it almost already there for, for a lot of stuff, even just, just creative thought, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I thought this would be a very interesting discussion to have. And I know we had a good bit of it before the podcast formally started, but um, yeah. So I think another good way to, to keep this discussion rolling is a, you know, kind of officially defining artificial intelligence, because that was a gray area for me as well. Like I know AI, right? Machines and computers and big server farms and 
I don't know, computers thinking for themselves. But I, I went to the internet and got a definition. It's a computer program with the ability to think and learn on its own. It's a simulation of human intelligence, hence artificial, into machines to do things that we would normally rely on humans for. And I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, but there are three main types of AI based on its capabilities. Weak AI, strong AI, and super AI, which I found, again, quite interesting. So I can get into these definitions, but weak AI is focusing on one task and, not, and cannot perform beyond its limitations. Strong AI is can understand and learn any in, intellectual task that a human being can. And super AI surpasses human intelligence and can perform any task better than a human, which is technically mm. still a concept. And uh, I don't know, it, sometimes when I was going through this, it looked like these kind of also meshed, like chat GPT. What is that? Strong AI? Weak AI? I don't think it's super AI. I don't know. I mean, are we, so we're, we're probably in the weak AI phase. Yeah, would... It's definitely not super AI. I mean, super AI becomes that that's when uh, a machine has awareness of its limitations and can make changes to improve it. Yeah. I mean, I was again, doing some researching and like, there's an AI program that they did to play chess. Right. And when this AI program started playing chess, it wasn't good at it. And then it played another right. person and then it played another person and then it played itself. I don't know, hundreds of thousands of times. And then it figured out how to always win at chess, like strategies that nobody has ever figured out before. So I was like, that's just impressive. I, I, I don't know. And I was thinking, well, how can that fall into our industry a little bit? But. Well, I think you're right. Clay. I mean, I think all of this to, to chat GPT is, on one side, just completely remarkable, and on the other side, totally terrifying. I guess I, I wasn't terrified by it at all yet, yeah. though. I got to say, I don't know. <laughs> I am just thinking about, I guess, what skill sets are going to be, you know, taken away. Yeah, made out obsolete or just doesn't that happen all the time, though? Like, hasn't that happened no. already? <laughs> No. With the computer and CAD, and it feels like it's happening so fast. I almost yeah. feel yeah. like we're in a point where we're going to look back and say, literally, just yesterday, we did things like this, you know, and pick some kind of old way we did stuff. Yeah. And now, yeah. it's literally, like the ancient times were a week ago, and we're not going to know what happened. I mean, people are using this stuff all over the place now. I heard about it. I don't know, maybe in November, maybe picked up it, you know, on it, started working with it in December. And, you know, I don't use it every day more and more, but it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. So <laughs> oh, to gosh. to break away from like the, the building high rider specific, just for my own enlightenment and maybe our listeners, like, so you like, you signed up for chat GPT, right? You said, man, this is pretty interesting. How do I do this? And you type in chat GPT and, you got to just make an account, right? It's all free. Yeah, it was through openai.com, I believe. Yep. See, that's what concerned me a little bit, though. I was like, man, like, obviously, and this is the same way for the internet for everything, but everything I input into chat GPT is 
obviously logged, tracked, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, man, at what point is like chat GPT just observing me and what I do? And uh, yeah, from what I understand, the, the minute term, you hit return, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was what kind of creeped me out, I guess, a little bit is like, okay, I mean, I I know what I'm inputting into chat GPT, but what is chat GPT tracking me for? You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> so that one. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, same be with a search, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for something personal and. Hey, you might want to exercise some caution there, but so taking it back to our discussion, then like what came up to, to my mind for like chat GPT and I don't know this, there's other AI platforms like this, right? There's, I think Google's got one and I don't know a few other, but this was the one that I just hear a lot. So, you know, I'm like, man, what do we spend a lot of time on? What can be improved and what, how can it help us develop a sequence of operations for something, right? Like, Again, I'd love to, maybe I have to sign up and test this, but I assume, Nick, you could type in, hey, Chad GPT, write a sequence of operations for an uh, air handling unit of whatever specifics, right? I mean, maybe it'd be a good one. Yeah, it's into, I think there's like, you know, a group of, you know, for what we do, areas that AI will be extremely helpful. And, you know, when you talk about, automating repetitive tasks. I mean, we're there already with obviously a lot of software and platforms, yeah. but I think this will take it to a different level. And that's what I think most people, at least on my end, you know, small organizations are trying to do. We're trying to, you know, get better at those repetitive, automatable type things we do so we can focus more of our time on the things that require creativity and critical right. thinking skills and stuff like that. Yeah. The second one, I think, would be like providing, you know, insights, recommendations to, you know, data analysis. But you talk more about like the enhancing the the design and planning of systems. You know, when you're asking for sequences of operation or right to digest something or do some research. And then there's like where I find it challenging is there's such a still like an information gap between like if I say, hey AI, can you make a sequence of operations well how does it know how many chillers and what what size and what type and how many pumps and all of this it, it just doesn't know so you got to really be uh what's the word pres prescriptive on what well, you're i think asking though it. if it's true ai it will prompt you i need more information right right i'm thinking which i don't know if that happens yet for like our just common use ai does Probably it say, not yet. I, yeah, I don't hey, know. I need more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was very intriguing when I when I started, you know, researching this and the possibilities and, you know, the um, the stuff that like perplexes me. Oh, I don't, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know why this is happening. What? Maybe a good first thing is, you know, like my first thing is, oh, type it into Google. Well, now that's going to be type it into Chat GPT. What does it say for whatever issue you have, right? So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's interesting to think through that. So you're you're talking about even troubleshooting and diagnosing systems. Yeah. Hey, here's this. Even again, we'll go to like an automobile issue. My car, you know, like I don't know. Say your car is doing something. I couldn't think of a specific example, but the first thing I do is type in the the um, symptoms in Google, right? 
this, this, and this, what's happening. And you find somebody that made a YouTube video that probably figured it out, but you know, you got to find that YouTube video and you got to click through everything and watch the video. Like I assume AI can just tell you the answer. Or give you a couple. Yeah, give you a couple. Questions. Yeah, things to look into. Links. Yep. I, I I prefer click and clack. <laughs> so that's where my <laughs> mind went in this conversation. I was like, man, this it could enhance so much. I would think so. Well, and I think the things you're going to see originally are going to be these these lighter weight type of things where it's you know helping with communication and collaboration, improving quality control of things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's very so. Uh, then I have to ask the question: Nick, the so the next generation of engineers, all they have to know is what questions to ask Chat GPT. I think they need to know a what an issue is and be able to critically think through it. But I'm hoping they can say, "Here's an enhancement to that." You know what I mean? Like they still have to understand the principles of whatever they're trying to do for engineering or Why? problem solving. <laughs> it's a good question too. I mean, to some no, extent, I, I'm maybe not, being not a wise guy. I'm yeah. trying to figure out where does the line get drawn to say, uh, we reserve this portion of work from automation or, um, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. And uh, I mean, will you still have to have licensed engineers? If everything, yes, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Mm, I, and here's why I think engineers may use the tool, but ultimately you need somebody that you can sue, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you need to, whether they rely on it, they're still going to have to understand their engineering principles to know if what they're getting back is reasonable. Yeah. Well, interesting, Nick. And, and so uh, just a point on the who do we sue? So we do a lot of work for a, a company that manufactures components for uh, autonomous vehicles, right? And one of the, the in conversation with one of their um, officers, he related that there is a motion afoot already in conversation with the TSA that in the future, some point in the near future, we, the homeowner slash registrants, probably in our lifetime, will not have to have automobile insurance because all insurance will be directly by the car manufacturers. And if you can wreck a car, it's because one of the systems in the vehicle failed. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, that can certainly be in our lifetime, too. It could easily be in our lifetime, right. So okay, we need somebody to sue. Well, there's still people to sue, um, right or wrong. I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily always have to fall to uh, a single person or a non-AI firm. Oh, true. I mean, in my thing, it's just there has to be that, that division of liability and risk. I mean, in any... I agree with that. So there needs to be a party and a counterparty. Well, there's going to be some kind of someone over, I would assume overseeing, even if the computer does everything, there's still going to be that person that checks it. I mean, over, 
oversees the whole operations. I would think, at least for the short term, for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think mean, it'll be used for design in a lot of different ways. From you know, searching libraries of design and giving you know examples or templates. I don't think anybody's going to start with "design me a chiller plant." I have you know, here's my load. I just think but, it might be able to think of you know, say for the energy conversation and stuff that we don't even know yet, right? To conserve energy or save energy or do something, just slight tweaks that it can run simulations on to figure out what the most optimal anything is for a system, you know, where some a, a person wouldn't be able to spend all that time on. So, Yeah, no, and I was particularly interested in how will the reliability of energy savings estimates change mm -hmm, right because mm -hmm. now it does seem even a lot of the stuff i see it seems pretty you know dated in a way we're still using some old spreadsheets and some static mm -hmm. type of you know deterministic type approaches picking a single point variable right. and then going, eh, you know i'm not so sure so pick 85 percent of that number i just told you yeah yeah well so i, I think totally that's different. true nick that's a very i think probably in our business, one of the most applicable, uh, you know, applications of AI, because you know the the simulations you're talking about. Okay, uh, A or B, IP MVP. Should it really be A or B, or do we just take that course because it's the only one we can really wrap our heads around and pick a couple of variables, even though it's not totally in isolation. That's what we do. And could AI take that simulation further or that analysis further? Absolutely. And so what you're talking about is minimizing that uncertainty. That's right. Really mm -hmm. What you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. yep. So, yeah, so I don't, I mean, it could be, you know, modeling buildings could go, you know, out the window. I mean, again, you need, you can't just point AI robot to a building and say, tell me about this building and develop a baseline for me. You still need that metering and instrumentation, that yeah. data coming yeah. into it. But uh, I see that being interesting for like the performance contracting market too. Yep. Right. And, and we should be seeing this already. I mean, we should be seeing savings estimates getting a lot better with the whole digitalization of building assets that's been going on. And we should be seeing, you know, risk increase essentially. You know, when they say, hey, we calculate, you know, a million dollars in savings, we're only going to guarantee 800,000. Well, that could change quite a bit here. And that would do a lot for, you know, a lot of these projects, obviously, putting that money back on the table and getting it to work. I'm sold. I'm signing up today. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we even talk about like predictive maintenance and fault detection and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Man time commissioning i mean that's up our alley right yeah yeah i mean that's what i was my mind was just going places like that it could be such an enhancement and maybe that means it's working me out of a job too but i, I don't think that's necessarily the case i just think it's an enhancement to our field you know so yeah i think some people clayton you and i may have been talking earlier some people i think will be blindsided by this and if they're not paying attention in the next I don't know, it could be next week or in five years, yeah. but the people that are kind of looking at this now, I mean, I'm really excited about 
like Microsoft has something coming out. I don't think it's rolled out generally yet called Copilot. And I've listened to a couple things on it. And I mean, it will just, it seems like it will help you from everything from writing proposals and reports to making presentations, analyzing data. I mean, it does. And, you know, my first reaction is, wow, this is incredible. And then my second reaction is, oh, sugar, that's what I do now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah. I, need, I need to get some more skills. Yeah, I mean, I just feel compelled to, to at least get up to speed and stay competent in this realm now because, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fall behind with this whole AI push because, yeah, Two oh yeah, you're on the young side there. Two buddy. years, if I don't know about enough about this, I might be obsolete. I don't want that, so I feel like I gotta really get involved and get used to this. So, well, and the cool thing I think is that in the short term, you know, it theoretically should help you improve some things you're doing. Yes, you know, whether it's and I'm the things I'm looking at are just saving time at this point. That's the most precious commodity I have. Right, you guys too. Yeah, uh, so I'm not really typing in like write me an M and V plan for a cogen. Uh, but you know, those other things that are more, I don't know, administrative. Yeah. I mean, just, just look at like, I was thinking, so we're going to make this AI outline or this podcast, right. And I'm going to spend a lot of time editing it at, at some point. AI might be able to do that. Um, and then I'm going to make a nice creative description about this podcast, put it into, you know, the, the podcast hosting. Hey, I could probably do that right now. I'm going to make a, a nice social media post. Going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. AI can probably do that. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's time consuming and not super critical that I think AI can do right now. So I found it very interesting. So uh, uh, let me ask a question. Where do either of you guys think you'll draw the line with regard to AI? Um, for instance, uh, let AI estimate my quarterlies and send in my uh, sub my remissions to the state and to the feds. Yes or no? Uh, like today or in the future? Either. Probably not today. In the future, I would say yes, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I would you know, still have a level of QC you would have to do on it. Yeah. I mean, that's just human error, right? There's still yeah, always going to be accounting errors. That might. Okay. That was an interesting and, question. and then if you do it wrong, who gets sued? Who pays the penalty if they do it wrong? You do. <laughs> I mean, it's the same if you use an Excel spreadsheet to add your numbers up. You're like, oh, you know, I got the wrong cell. Yeah. Sorry, I should have more income. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. Because you're saying you know, if you have an accountant do it and they mess it up, they're liable then. That's of. right. That's the point. Yeah. But you're still liable for the taxes, right? I mean, like if they- You're liable for the taxes, but if, uh, yeah. if your accountant screws it up, um, in general, ours have paid the penalties or had them waived or dealt with that. Right, or, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't, do you draw the line someplace, Mark? It's a provocative question. It is. I can't say. You won't say or you can't say? I won't say. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, it shuts that thread down. Well, no, I think there, I, I think everybody, 
or at least I, I think there are some things that I am totally uncomfortable with uh, sharing on AI. I just I won't ask the questions. I've been on ChatGBT and asked some questions and gotten responses that are you know more or less what I expected. But I don't think anything I couldn't have answered on my own. Although the supercritical CO two was pretty interesting, I didn't know that there was already a plant in operation. Um, but I I just think uh, there will always be you know. I don't know, privacy concerns um, and limits that I am not comfortable with providing to non-human intelligence. I can assume you're only talking about on a personal level here. Is there anything professionally you wouldn't type in? And you were referring to, I think, some earlier experimentation with future of steam. I don't know, steam production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 New technologies that are out there. Yep. So that, that falls into the category of kind of a, like a research tool. That yeah. is a research tool. Absolutely. And yeah. you and it might point you then, and you might then go take that and go, huh, and then do a separate search to Correct. your typical journals and reliable sources and dig deeper. Yeah. So maybe that's what it really is. And people are geeking out on it, thinking it's like, you know, this super mega tool. And it's really just another very cool tool out there. I think it's more than just another cool tool. I really do. Um, me too. It kind of scares me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, and okay. as much as I'd like to think, oh, this is all innocuous and it will do nothing but improve our lives. I mean, go back to the Jetsons. You know, they had a they had nuclear powered cars and they had uh, you know robots to clean their house and all that good stuff. None of that has come to fruition without the downside of uh military applications oh it's the next nuclear arms race i would assume yeah it is it's here Big statement right i mean not to take it to that to that realm for this podcast but yeah certainly i mean well it's... do you disagree nick i don't know i'm a little confused by it all <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like without saying specifics, right? I watched a video of you have AI robots that are programmed to play soccer, but they don't learn. They don't like you don't program in everything about soccer. They they learn it from playing soccer with against each other. Well, what other stuff could you do with a robot that can figure out how to play soccer by itself? A lot, right? A lot. Yeah. So... And whose robots are going to be smarter and faster and better We're is there probably going to determine a lot of stuff, potentially, yeah. without yeah. any regulatory whatever. But, yeah, I mean, that that's interesting. I'll leave it at that. No, I, I hear you there. And, you know, self-driving cars and all this and robots, it's fantastical stuff. But, you know, what's going to help us do our job, right, And in other engineers and consultants, facility managers, subject matter experts. I mean, that's really where it is. And it's here now, you know, it's it available. It's not like it's going to be released next year. Right. It, I mean, it even does a good job of um, creativity, right? Like that's where I was intrigued. Like you can be creative, AI, chat GPT, whatever. 
Can it though? I, I think so. Or is it so. just know things you don't know? I mean, you can make it write a poem. AI. That's true. There's create like you. It's not just like, uh, well, I don't know what the word is, but like it, it. You need to be creative to write a poem. Creative, quote unquote. I don't know. I mean, you can make it write a short story and probably like get, make you feel emotions depending on what kind of story it is. So. That's where I found it interesting too. I was like, okay. Well, what about creativity in the building trades? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what is it going to think of better than what we know already? Efficiency wise or energy savings wise or structural wise or whatever, you know? Well, that is a good question. I don't know. There's a lot of pauses you're gonna have to take out of this podcast because I think <laughs> there's just a lot of thought. It's thought provoking. Like who who figured out um, parallel? And maybe I should know this, right? But like the fan laws and the pump laws, right? That was a long, long, long time ago. That was figured out. Um, physics. I assume you'd consider that. Is AI gonna yeah. figure out something else? Yeah, I mean, I look at we it have no idea about. Why do we all live above ground? It's more energy intensive. I mean, we have to worry about all the natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, all that stuff. I mean, there's just a, a myriad of things we have been brought up to think inside the box, constrained by the paradigms of our ancestors. There's who knows, you know, right. who knows what they'll come up with. That's what I'm. Oh. You so now you're, you're giving them a plural pronoun too. They, like, <laughs> so you you're you're talking like do you think this may come up with something different than that no human has ever done or a combination of things that no actual people have done? It's already they doing absolutely it. Do it's already doing it. It I again I was when I was researching this week. I mean it's I don't, I don't know the specifics. I'm not in the medical field, but it has solved some complex medical issues or tasks Problems, that yeah. nobody has ever completed because it just takes so much time too much time to ever do it's already doing that stuff oh. yeah i don't know but i mean that's 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 <laughs> like ai you know past like your layman's ai i mean i don't think that chat gpt is doing that you know but um i mean artificial intelligence is so i don't know what it's going to figure out for our industry Maybe a lot. I don't know. We can type in. <laughs> you could ask ask AI about, um, you know, grid capacity and grid stability and what the the best uh, stuff to do for that issue is. Probably right. Maybe it'll give you an answer. Oh, I know. Is that that's when we then we start thinking about like actual buildings and we talked about you know optimizing energy use so. And Mark's question about, well, whose responsibility is that? So if the building's you know, AI control system is doing things that you don't quite understand and it doesn't result in what you want, you know, where does that leave us? Yeah, I don't know. And there's a lot of situations that probably – it's like the driving example, right? Like you, self-driving can do a lot, but like, I don't know, it can't make that split second decision about should I 
swerve and go into a ditch or should I hit the deer or, you know what I mean? And maybe it can. I think they're working on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, that's the, that's the human element to a lot of stuff that like, there's just so many situational examples that probably aren't in AI's realm yet that you still need a human to be able to determine. So, well, what the heck are we talking about this stuff for then? (laughs) Well, we, I, we haven't gotten to the point where there's publicly available super AI. Right. And again, I draw, we're all curious, right? And one of the things that is, you know, the great mysteries of life, when we all go to heaven, all things will be revealed, meaning we we will know everything. All the things that I have questions about, like how does, uh, you know, how do we make, mass and life from chlorophyll all simple things like that that are so far beyond human comprehension well once we have super ai that can program itself to be better faster more efficient in a generation which might be you know 50 nanoseconds the sky's the limit right and at that point who works for who and how does that necessarily improve our life and it's sentient so now whose life is you know more has more merit why would a a superhuman anything be willing to be subservient to its lessers this was this is Stephen Hawking, you know. I mean, he wasn't—he yeah. was no knuckle dragger. This was the smartest guy that potentially ever lived on the planet. Said that AI was the single greatest threat to humanity. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> and and why exactly? Because they'll determine whether or not human beings are necessary for their growth and survival. And no longer be necessarily working for humans. I still find it. Mm, yeah. I don't want to say far fetched because I could see it, but also, <laughs> I mean, who's gonna maintain the buildings that the AI server farms live in and um, build new ones? And do we not have uh, by that point? Do we not robots? have autonomous workers? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Those robots can't play soccer all day, play <laughs> buildings in the nighttime. Yeah. Man, I didn't, that, didn't even think about that. That is just insane to think. So what, what things do you guys do on a weekly, monthly basis that you think can either be augmented now with AI or will be completely replaced by it within two years? Mm. Mow the grass. No, no, let's focus, Mark. I am focused. No, like facilities, energy. Oh, sorry. Well, you said, <laughs> talk it was about a broad brush question, but you're right. You always remind me, keep it in context. <laughs> Anything uh, Excel related? No, I think writing? Uh, ideally, so uh, let's take some of the technologies that are already available. Okay, now I want a 3D scan of a mechanical room at the same time. I want to know where every steam leak is. I want to know the temperature of every pipe so I know 
where I have bad steam traps, where I need insulation. And I should be able to just send a little crab-like AI robot in there, you know, full energy audit. And it should be able to come back with, here's the opportunities, here's the, you know, level of difficulty to um, do these retrofits, and here's the cost estimate, and done. That's what I, I could see happening. I could, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I really like the energy auditing part of that, right? And the facilities and getting measurements and data, dimensions, all that, coming back, preparing a model, you know, whether it's a physical model or a model of right. energy usage. You don't yeah. like the cost estimate part? Uh, no, I was just taking it one step at a time. Oh, okay. I do like that. Just I'm just thinking in, in sequence kind of. I mean, even uh, in the short term, like, you know, we can... 3d scan a, a mechanical room like you said mark right but somebody's got to go back and do all the post-processing to make it what all it is. the post-processing and that 3d scan doesn't you know how hard would it be to integrate a thermal camera with the 3d scanning camera so you'd have a full thermal yeah. image of everything yep. and be able to say and let's put some auditory capabilities in it so we can do some ultrasonic identification that would be huge time saver i mean yeah right a large-scale energy audit i mean it would once you get past the first cost would cut the i mean by a factor of 10 or 50 or and the time you know would go to basically a 10 percent of the time and it'd be more accurate It'd be more, more accurate, right? You know? And it, and for what I was always wondering is what would it find out that we don't know already, or, or exactly that you know we assume is here's the standard. Maybe it's not anymore, yep. or it won't be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I love your thought about like the affinity laws, and you know, yeah. maybe this, you know, it's it's not an exponent of three, and most of you know that, but it's it's two point six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. That's Thing. So then you take it from there and you're doing scope development now. Probably a lot of that will be AI enhanced with looking at data and identifying opportunities. And, and just think about how much of our time is spent on evaluation of emerging technologies, right? So just keeping up to date. Mm -hmm. So AI would have all that completely available and say, you know, this has been um proven and tested in the meantime between failure is this many years and so we recommend this technology it'd be it would that would be great wow you might be sold mark i don't know well i think there are applications you know but again we're talking about uh we're we're definitely not talking about super ai we're talking about yeah. you know limited yep. closed task yep um i mean so ultimately though as AI advances, they make the presentations, they interact with the customers. I mean, true, no, I don't know. Mm. I don't know about the interacting with customers. Maybe part. in a lifetime, like. Well, I think, you, you don't know. think they should ask questions? We need more definition about this, uh, Mr. Owner. What's, you know, what are you looking for? I, I think in this scenario, I prefer that my robot ask me the questions. Nick to is ask. the liaison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just, I mean, you know, I'm still stuck in, you know, today. So I'm thinking people like human interaction too, uh, even if it's, you know. Yeah. You, you got to wind the AI up and point it in a direction still. But you should be able to let it go and give you some answers. It's prescriptive, right? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I think it's a new career. I mean, yeah, I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Am I getting too wrapped around the axle here and thinking this is maybe it's one of those things where the more you look at it, the more it really preoccupies you and you think about how is this not only going to change your livelihood, but just everything you, you've known professionally? I find this very similar to like the digital age, right? When like, again, search engines came out in the internet. And I assume a lot of people had a very similar conversation about that when it was on the cusp of whatever breaking out that we're having today in a way, right? No? Interesting. Maybe. Yep. Okay. This, so now This is the dawn of the... Uh, next industrial revolution you know yeah. the, the first industrial revolution what did it do it took tasks that were performed by craftspeople whether it was furniture making gunsmithing wagon building whatever it was and by standardization and mechanization steam or water power it displaced all those workers so you know, mm -hmm. the, the barrel makers and the gun, you know, mm -hmm. a gunsmith made every single part by hand. When you bought a gun, you got the bullet mold that fit your rifle with it. Yep. Okay. What happened when the mechanical age came around? The industrial. The industri yeah. yeah. So what happened? Costs to the consumer went down. There were, there was more availability, supply and demand. So we're there, but now we're the commodity. We. Are the commodity. Oh. That's how I'm gonna go into the weekend feeling now. Huh? No, I'm well, not I mean, that's interesting, Mark. It's not I mean it's not different than the human you know, resources were the commodity back then. That's right. Too. That's right. So maybe there's a lot to be learned from that. Interesting. I think it's gonna help our industry a lot. Well, what do Enhance. you mean by enhance it like we all the examples we gave energy auditing and determining you know energy um cost savings and you know energy conservation measures and scanning a building or a mechanical room and then making a 3d model out of it and not requiring the engineer to do that and um i, I mean ge generate reports okay. and opinions but, so i'll say i agree with you with a caveat Mm -hmm. I agree with you and it can help us, but why can it help us? Because the, the three of us anyway, and most engineers of our, you know, age and experience have the, the knowledge set to be able to say, this doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. You get back a number or a set of numbers and say, this doesn't make sense. I need to understand why. And ask the why question, not simply accept everything at face value or the, you know, the, Certainly. Output of the calculus. Yep. And I think the risk is that a big chunk of that will go away or, you know, just through attrition will go away. It kind of happens now with the internet, right? It Lots does. Yes. On the internet. Absolutely. It must be true. I mean, that that's not how I operate and we, or we operate, but you know, that 
Yeah. Yeah. We're already there in a way. I don't know. Well, it's very <laughs> similar, I think, to like the, uh, I think they call it ephemeral search. When you, when you type in something and you just get a block that shows up, like this is your answer. And it's really not sourced. Anymore. <laughs> That's right. You know, so they don't really keep track of those things. So you don't know what, because I, you know, talk to young people all the time. Like you, you don't even know where that came from. There's no yeah. record of that. You even saw that. Yeah. Right. And so you really need to dig deeper in these things, but you know, besides errors and things like that, that AI tools may return. I think like we were talking at the beginning, I mean, the, the, the creativity, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to lead, lead to the continued exponential growth of innovation, you know, in the world that's occurred, Mark, since, you know, pretty much the industrial revolution, really. You know, so now if we're just kind of doing this back substitution of here's what's known, I'm going to present it to you in a quicker way. You know, are you really going to that next level? Who's going to be those ones pushing the envelope saying, no, let's do this or let's try this? I agree with that. I think AI is going to do that too, though. Get get more creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like I said, I, and I had no idea about any of this, but the, the chess example, AI figured out how to always win at chess really quick that, you know, using techniques or methods that humans, people didn't know. Yeah, well, this is like machine learning then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly okay. is. Yeah. The capacity. So with quantum computing and all that, it'll probably even just to take off even more exponentially as far as ai's capability yeah yeah be more current yep because i think now it's kind of locked into a library that ends at some kind of time period ah that is a lot this has been a lot yeah you know what you know what i i would ask of you nick i because i don't know if i'll sign up for it in in the short term can you ask ai to make me a linkedin post about our ai podcast See what it comes out out with. See how, well, about its creativity. So, uh, I I want to hear your guys' examples of what you'd like to see AI do as well. What I'd like to see it do. Well, if you how will it improve our uh, business processes or in you know as, as individuals or as an industry. Mm. Personally, my number one thing is kind of like on the. Uh, scheduling and planning frontier, right? I, I do feel like I do an, an inordinate amount of planning and replanning as things change. And, and maybe sometimes I get too aggressive with what I want to accomplish in a day. And I, and I certainly have in the past been, so I've scaled that down, but I would like, sometimes I do, and maybe you guys do too. I struggle with, okay, I've got these four things which is the most important thing I need to do. And sometimes it's not that clear cut. Right. And so I kind of think of things like that and, you know, kind of coordinating emails and appointments. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly how that will work. I hear the promise of it, you know, is there. Uh, But to me, it just comes down to, I, I know my low value tasks, you know, even when I'm getting paid to do stuff, I know like, my customer is paying a lot for me to do this particular thing right here. Right. And then those are the things I look to make less time intensive. Like I said, it's just, I don't have any plans to, you know, 
work 12 hours a week and then go read poetry for the rest of the week. I want to do <laughs> other important things, you know, right. high value tasks. And uh, it's kind of like I always said, you know, I've, a big thing I do is, you know, the trend analysis and data. And we've seen how that's evolved over the years, which just excels capabilities. But, you know, so I, I, I've seen it for years, just how much time would be spent processing and cleaning data and getting it in a format where then you have 10% of your time left to actually analyze it and look at it. And that thing needs to be flipped completely. It needs Correct. to be getting there. It needs to be, boom, here's your data. Boom, here it is. Okay, let me start digging into it. Uh, I think that's a real, a critical area for things is more time spent on the less mundane and routine tasks. Well put. Yeah, I have to agree. It, the the tasks that have low value, I mean, the, we should be able to offload those. And I wasn't joking when I said mow the grass. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it already happens. You know, that's yeah. there. Yep. Vacuum the house. That's done. I mean, there's just plenty of stuff that it's already yep. happening. <laughs> so maybe instead of this being a ceiling, as I was saying, as far as creativity and human innovation, maybe it's maybe it's really a catalyst in yeah. disguise, and it's going to just yeah. yep. free up the people that are looking into it now and taking advantage of it. Uh, Even driving, man. I mean, that's two hours of my day wasted driving let the ai do it take me where i need to go i can use that time for other stuff oh totally you know? i love the idea i might just spend a whole day just having my car drive me around and work just yeah. you know like an old train yeah <laughs> <laughs> not even going anyplace oh <laughs> uh -huh. yeah i don't know document management i mean conducting research i think like mark you you mentioned with you know i mean technology is changing all the time in our field and you want to be interested in who's using what and what results and case studies and whatnot yep. a huge part of it i mean you know the chat bots not so much my thing i read a lot about you know small medium companies are doing that but you know the type of work i do and maybe you guys do i don't think I need a chat bot re responding to my actual no, human. I, I hate those things anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But in it, like, you know, Clayton, you mentioned kind of more marketing efforts and stuff and writing, you know, and this was kind of weird about it. And again, you know, it is conversational, you know, so I, I can see people really relying on this in years to come. And it's, you know, people think you're, you know, it's like having a private conversation, but, uh, yeah, you can ask for a bulleted outline of a podcast yep. episode, yep. and then you can say, "That's great. Can you please expand on the first five bullets?" Yep. yep. Hey, we're planning on talking for an hour. We got four people. You know, what do you think? Yeah, it's just insane to me that you can do that currently. Like that's it is. here. So that was, I got really excited when I started. I'm like, wait a second. I'm maybe I'll never write a podcast outline again. Maybe I'll just let AI do it. And I can expand on some things, but like the initial sit down and think about what items you need to have in your outline, that can just go away now for me, you know, 
Like I didn't. Well, at least it's it's like a ramp, you know. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. That's it. Maybe it's just like get me started yes. here, and then, yeah, you know. And I've done that with different things. I've looked up or thought about. Okay, how would this go? Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting flow. I got it. Yep. AI. Yep. I got it, Nick. Too. Yeah. I'll take it from here. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I see it. Like right now, I found it just amazing to me. Like, yeah. Sometimes you just stare in front of a a blank word document. Like, okay. How do I want this to flow? And you start putting some thoughts down. I don't like that. AI, get me started and then just take it. You know, same with, like I said, marketing campaigns and social media posts. It sounds easy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to write a nice blurb about our podcast so people can read it on, you know, LinkedIn and say, oh, yeah, I want to click on this. But it, if it takes half an hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, and it takes AI one minute, it's worth it. So how long until, okay, the really busy folks on the other end say, I want somebody to screen out all the stuff that I may or may not find interesting that is showing up ad infinitum in my inbox. That's already available. I, yeah, I believe it is or will shortly be available. Yeah. Yep. And since I, and I think it's that, that co-pilot program yes. from microsoft was talking about going through and you know synthesize and digest your emails and i wasn't too keen on that you know it gave an example like read a long email and tell me if there's anything i can do ah, you know that kind of rubbed <laughs> me wrong too like okay you know if you're getting long useless emails and that's a different team issue you probably mm -hmm. have to work on but you know, you should definitely read the emails because then it's like, oh, I scanned it with my tool and it said oh, I had to do this thing. Yeah, but... some critical detail here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, I think we're going to hit our time limit. I want to okay. say, do we have any parting thoughts? But I think we covered a lot of our parting thoughts. Is there, oh, is there so more? Many. I, I, I'll say for our listeners... If you guys find this on social media, and maybe I'll try to let AI make the um, the show notes in the podcast. <laughs> Add a disclaimer. It, yeah, that's what that's what's going to happen eventually. Yeah. It's going to be, this was generated by artificial intelligence. So you have to add the disclaimer so people know right. it wasn't us writing yep. that. Yeah, yep. See what it can do. Yep. I'm interested. Scared to sign up still but interested so i feel like we've are like all circled around something and we're pointing at it and poking it with a stick and <laughs> you're like what is it you think it can help us i don't know it could kill us <laughs> i don't know i think it might be good in the mornings who knows uh, this gonna... is like a bunch of cavemen seeing fire exactly. for the first it is time. yeah totally yep but see see where we are with that now so i don't know i see a lot of potential for ai if you're a a curious and, and willing person and, and you know the right questions to ask it, I think it can it can enhance yourself a lot. Not make you lazy or not make you stupid or obsolete, but I think it could enhance a lot of stuff. I would add this. I think I get better responses in my communication with it with, it, with uh, being polite. Really? Absolutely. And please and thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited when I thank it. Even when I'm done with it, I'm like, thank you very much. That was informative. I get a great little, you know, hey, you're very welcome. Anytime. Come back. Chat again. Really? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> He's got weird. a new friend. That's it's weird. Just, 
Well, I know, and that's what's a little concerning. Yeah, a new friend. Yeah. So you're saying <laughs> if, I'm, if begin... I'm mean to it, it'll yell at me or not give me good information or something? I mean, weird. You never know. Or yeah. might say he's rude. I'm going to hold back this fifth great bullet point for his outline. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you never know, Nick. You really start to worry when it pops up and says, I haven't heard from you in a while. Nick, did I oh did I gosh. do something to piss you off? What's oh wrong? Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Well, it starts hurting my feelings. <laughs> it'll be weird when it when it already predicts your questions or your solutions to problems that you have. Like I saw, I knew this happened to you, Nick, or I saw this, or I heard this. How about this? That's not far from. Well, obviously, we see these ads. You know, you mention a horse or something in a general conversation in your house, yep. and next thing you get ads for horses or yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, that's right. So that local equestrian center, right? Yeah, I can yeah, see exactly. Yeah, AI jumping ahead of your prompts to give you solutions to problems that maybe you don't know you have yet, or you know, you haven't told it you have. So that would be creepy, but. And I think I've mentioned, like, it's always been like a dream of mine, really, to clone myself. But it's it's like now that it's almost here in a way, and obviously, I mean, it's just a part of it. It's just it's being able to just do different things at the same time, mm -hmm. right? And especially the things that I don't enjoy doing, uh, you know, which are more administrative mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, it's really tantalizing to try to think about it, but then at the same time, there's actual real work to be done right now, so. You're a little tricky balancing some of these uh, new technologies. Yep, I agree. I agree. Oh. I really thought we were going to nail this today, guys, but it seems like we have a lot of questions. I don't questions. understand. Nail it in what way? I don't know. It's, I our think... job is not to provide all the answers. It's to, it's to stimulate thought. Yeah. I'm definitely stimulated. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I, I think overall, as a, as I was going through this, I have um, I become more open to it, I guess. You know, like, man, this this can actually help, I think. I think there's a lot of benefit to this. So, I noticed that, changing your tone, Clayton. Yeah, I mean, when I was looking, you saw my emails yesterday. I was like, I, I mean, mine was blowing. I'm like, it could make a podcast outline. That's just, just the, sure the craziest thing that I learned yesterday was I can not have to write a podcast outline. And then my mind started going like, what, what else can I do? And it was just, it was a, it was an adventure. I enjoyed it. So, well, I mean, think about all the stuff you can do. Wait until we, we start to integrate other devices that are, that have fostered, you know, I don't know, creativity and we can have our AI talk to our 3d printer. And I yeah. think I, I mean, there'll just, there'll be, huge amounts of innovation but it's the question is will the next generation be able to perpetuate that based on growing up with ai i guess mm -hmm. is kind of where oh, i'm interesting at. yeah it's well, gonna it be really like came out of nowheres i mean it yeah, seems, it didn't. Yeah. i know it didn't but it just seemed like it was just a promise and talk and then it was there yeah it, i agree but i think it'll be a lot like what our i don't know my current generation dealt with with the internet and you know well, available no. information at your fingertips some people are going to use it to enhance themselves and some people are going to use it to be i don't know lazy not have to think well i mean you go back to when i started in the business we did estimates on long forms 
right. didn't even have spreadsheets, you right. know, calculators. Right. And all that was great. And I have to say, you know, Lotus was the spreadsheet at the time. And when I first started using Lotus, I was like, man, what a time saver. This is awesome. Well, mm-hmm. how far have we gotten since then? Cell phones and, you know, faxes mm-hmm. and, sh- and all this stuff. But this is is a quantum change. It's not a yeah. simple technology improvement. This is a quantum change. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well put. <laughs> well, to our listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, like a lot of our episodes uh, with these really, you know, I don't want to say con- controversial, new, modern topics. There's There's sometimes more questions than answers throughout the episode, but like Mark mentioned, we, we hope we provoke some thought for you guys. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to comment, reach out to us. You know, our contact information's on the podcast descriptions or in social media. Um, but let us know what you think. Hopefully, we provoke some thought for you today and maybe answered some questions that you might have had or, yep. you know, got rid of some hesitancy or made it worse. I don't know. <laughs> My head hurts. (laughs) Thank you very much, uh, Mark and Nick, and thank you to our listeners, and I hope everybody has a great day. Bye.